You're listening to a special series of G4D, Grounds for Discussion, the podcast about coffee and French. Today, we are going to be serving up a spoiler-free review. And reaction. And reaction, of course, to the Batman. (laughs) Not just Batman, John. The Batman. Yes, that's right. The Batman. The of Batman. Of Batman. <laughs> thou Batman? <laughs> El Batman? El Batman? Where art thou, Batman? Donde esta, Batman? Ah, si. <laughs> the, but with two E's, like Meg the Stallion? Oh, like the Ohio State University. Oh! Uh, that, that always irks me. It really does every time I watch a football game. Yep. Same I don't know season. why. I don't know why. Listen, hey. Cool that you're really proud of your uh, college that you went to, or your university, I should say. But really, you're like the only place that does that. Nobody you know, cares. You know what was cool to talk about uh, uh, football in college? What? When You know when it was cool? When? When you were in college. Ah, there, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what was also cool? What? Us. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was I I thought I had something there, but no, anyway. it's it's okay, man. It's That's okay. Right. You're you're still reeling from the wonder of the movie that we just saw the other night. We went to an exclusive. I wouldn't say preview because we actually saw the movie. But well, Robert Pattinson told me it was a fans only preview. So oh, that's right. Know, it, we we were the fans. Yes, yes. Fans he only. Was, he was talking directly to us. He nobody was, else. He was looking into my eyes, <laughs> and I said, "Mr. Pattinson, please rustle my hair." <laughs> he said, "No." <laughs> yeah, it, it. I can't believe we've seen this movie. It's been a long time coming. It was supposed to come out, I think, last year. It just obviously got delayed because, you know. What? You know. No. What happened? COVID. What? Yeah. Listen, I know we're in Florida and it What's doesn't that? exist anymore. Is that, is that a thing? <laughs> yeah. COVID? It's, it's not a thing. <laughs> is that a new Starbucks drink? What is it? It doesn't exist here. Nope. Nope. Not whatsoever. No, of course not. Why should it? You know, it's only still circulating, you know, which means it's gone. Yeah, by exactly. Florida logic. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, people weren't wearing masks for quite some time here. Uh, since the beginning of the pandemic, my friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't mess around here in Florida. <laughs> oh, we sure don't. <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyway. we're going to talk about much better things yes. than coronavirus, wearing masks, all that kind of stuff. You know who does wear a mask? Oh, good segue there, Paul Blart. <laughs> who wears a mask? Tell me. Batman. Nice. <laughs> I like your Batman voice. Thank you. That's a that's a good combination of like all of them. <laughs> it's just a it's just a grunt. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm a conglomeration of every Batman. <laughs> you just need a what is it a cough drop or something? Yeah. Take care of that. A bat credit card. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Take all my friends out to dinner. I can't wait to talk about CJ with that. Yeah, you get, talking about Batman and Robin next week, but uh, we thought we'd like to talk about the Batman because, you know, this Gotham cast has been all leading to it. Mm-hmm. So, John, uh, what did you think of the Batman? <laughs> I, I've got to be honest. You know, Batman, there's no shortage of Batman. 
whether it's TV shows, comic books, movies, whatever. There's Batman everywhere. You take a turn there, whoa, Batman. What, what's that over there? In the, in the, whoa, whoa, it's also Batman. Wow, he, Bat- he's everywhere. Batman's everywhere. I love Batman, and even I feel like Batman has been like done, like it's overkill. It's good to see that there's going to be more superheroes that will get the spotlight soon from DC. I know they're going to have another Aquaman movie, Black Adam, Flash, but there's still something about Batman. Even regardless of the fact that there's so many of those things out there, so many comic books especially, like most of the comic books on the shelf from DC are Batman-related comic books. It's like I, It's got to be something like 60%. It's something crazy. It's a good percent. Yeah, it's a good percent. And yet, I still love me some Batman. And yet, I was so excited for this film, and I am so happy to say... That not only did it meet those expectations, it surpassed them. Wow. Giving me a film that honestly in some ways I've been wanting for quite some time from Batman. I feel like it's like a good conglomeration of um, just all the Batmans, honestly. And it's really refreshing that like this doesn't take place in some universe, you know. It's like confined. There's no like end credit scene where, you know. Uh, Ultron or whatever his name is is at the end going oh I'm going to get Batman and Gotham you know like it's nice to have its own separate thing and sure yes this is hopefully going to be a trilogy but you know I think Batman does well when he's disconnected from all that weird stuff and it's more grounded and I feel like this was a even more than the Nolan movies just a very grounded Batman yeah I think what we've been given here is a true vision from the director, Matt Reeves. And I know that some people in the lead-up were like, well, you know, he wasn't really like Tim Burton or Nolan who has this really like distinct style. I don't think that matters because it's kind of nice to see this director continue to come into his own. He's done stuff in the past. He did Cloverfield. He did Let Me In. He did the the second and the third Planet of the Apes movies. Yeah, and you know, a lot of those movies, I've actually not seen any of the Planet of the Apes movies or Cloverfield, but you know, they're psychological in some way, and I feel like he does a very good job of bringing that to the role, and kind of, you know, what we've been talking about in previous episodes, kind of like the psychological aspects of Bruce Wayne and Batman. There's a lot of focus on that in this movie, which I really appreciated and liked. Yeah, and I think he still has a great vision, even if he maybe doesn't have the same level of, say, crazy, over-the-top gothic elements that Tim Burton has, or he doesn't have the, you know, Michael (laughs) Mann-esque, you know, kind of filmmaking style that Nolan has. But this is very, like, even a lot of the shots, like, I don't know, sometimes, like, in The Dark Knight or even the, the Nolan series, like, a lot of the action when it's happening, the cameras are very sporadic, it's happening all very fast, and a lot of these scenes are kind of almost gave me like Skyfall, James Bond vibes. You know, the camera's on fixated and it's showing the whole scene and the whole fight. And it's not moving and jumping back and forth. And they do some cool shots later in the movie, too, which I won't spoil or anything. But I just the way the action flowed had a really, really good flow to it. And that and you hit it right on the head. That's what I was going to say, too, as well, my friend. There is absolutely a great flow to this movie because it's almost three hours. That's including credits. 
and yet you never really feel the time. It is paced extremely well, and from a perspective where you're watching things really unfold in the same kind of logical progression that you would in, say, a comic book. Yeah, I agree. It feels very true to the comic book material. So if you're someone who's worried about, like, these characters not being done justice, fret not. If you're a fan of the comic books, a lot of those elements are taken from the comic books, and there are a lot of elements taken from some really big comic books too as well. Won't go into specifics, of course, but you'll notice them, and it's like, okay, it feels great to... Obviously, you expect the director to do his research, but I think there's a real love for this material. Yeah, he clearly... like. Not that Christopher Nolan doesn't have a passion for Batman, because I think he does, but this is clearly like, I mean, watching your face throughout this movie, you were smiling the whole time, or like (laughs) when a character popped on screen and you were like, oh, 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 and I was just like, oh, this is something important. I need to ask him later. Like, obviously, (laughs) if you are a hardcore Batman nerd, you're going to love this movie. And honestly, I think... The thing I'm most nervous about, and you and I were talking about this earlier, it's, it's those people who are like... Oh, Batman's an emo crybaby. And it's like, he's not, first of all. Mm -mm. And also, like, Robert Pattinson is an incredible actor with a lot of range, and he can do all these things. And I'm not going to go into spoilers, obviously, because it's a spoiler-free review, but the way he portrays the character makes sense. And the emo criticisms, while yes, you could say he is being a little sad, he has reasons to be sad and upset and angry. So it's watching that unfold, which is the highlight of the movie. And thankfully, they don't need to spell out all the reasons yes. why he is the yes. way that he is. I always hate in movies when they're like, oh, hey, John, how's your brother who uh, who uh, fell out of the house the other day doing? Remember when he fell out of the house the other week? And it's like they show little scenes that imply those things, not like, it's, it's not a very spoon-fed movie, which is great. Yeah. And and one of the smartest things that this movie does, it's not an origin story. This is Batman in year two. And these are all things that have been discussed in press releases, so they're not actual spoilers. Believe me, that's barely scratching the surface here. And I think that's one of the smartest decisions that was made by Matt Reeves with this film, because he's also one of the writers too as well, is to basically say people know this stuff already we don't need to serve it up again it's been done Mm -hmm. let's focus on telling a tight story right here where there's very much a psychological element to it and there's very much a murder mystery element to it as well it's very refreshing to see a batman that does things in this movie that he honestly really doesn't do i don't think in any of the other batman movies prior yeah which is great to see because it's like all right You know, it's not just a willingness to be like, okay, I want to offer up something different from the other movies. I want to give people something that I've always wanted to see. And I'm glad that that's what Matt Reeves applied to this. So, you know, there's comic book recommendations that, you know, we talked about afterwards that are highly, highly recommend reading. Obviously, if for dear listener, if you haven't already, Batman Year One. Batman Long Halloween, and Batman Ego. Great books in general, worth owning regardless of the movie. But how they were used and inspired the movie was done very, very well. I want to go back to the casting here, because this is one heck of a cast from the top to bottom. 
Robert Pattinson, I think, is fantastic. And I really like the way that he chose to play it. There's a lot of in, internalizing his acting. And I feel like sometimes people take that the wrong way. But I feel like you see a lot of emotion and a lot of his thought process. You feel his pain. Yes, you do. There's one yeah. scene in a, a church where, again, won't go into anything specific, where he, you just can tell. Yeah. You can just tell. Sometimes He is a broken human. Yes. And, it, and, he, and Robert Pattinson is very good at showing that. Yes, he is. It's, it ta- it's, it's tough to be an actor where you can say a lot without having any dialogue. And that's why he's great at this. Obviously, that will change in second, potentially third movie too as well. You, you have to figure that's not going to last the whole time. But where it goes in the story, it ends on a strong note. And you do get character growth which is also nice to see because sometimes we don't get that in Batman movies either. Yeah, like I feel like, you know, the Nolan movies, Batman's main struggle was, you know, stopping the villain, you know. He had some psychological problems, but not not really. It was literally just stopping the crime thing, you know. Mm -hmm. He didn't really grow or learn per se. But like this Batman, on the other hand, you know, I think the just starting out angle is really good because he's like, you know, he's a little cocky. He's Mm -hmm. a little arrogant and, you know, thinking he's like top stuff and kind of like figuring out what he wants to do. And should he keep continuing this? Yeah, this isn't Batman at an invincible level. Yeah. Which is refreshing to see, too, as well. Yeah, he's very vulnerable in this movie, too. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's one of those kind of portrayals that I think for me is only going to get better with age. I think especially once the second and third film come out. It'll, it'll, once you see that whole arc and see his character grow beyond the first film, I think we're in for something special. There's a lot of, there's a lot of potential for these next two movies if they do it right. And I, I think this movie gave me the confidence that, okay, I, I get it. Let's, I want more. Yes. You know? And I think that's the thing people were mostly worried about. They're just like, you know, I go back to Spider-Man too, because, you know, Spider-Man's been rebooted probably just as many times as Batman and you know people have like this really soft spot for Spider-Man and his character too but you know when you create those Marvel movies you know you're very locked you know Mm -hmm. like yes there is character development and growth for Tom Holland but at the same time it's focused on the bigger picture which is like the story of Marvel and whatever else is going on in that universe you know it's always leading to the next thing very character driven. Yes, and that's what's really refreshing about this movie because you really get to know all the characters, which is great. And you know, this is—I don't think it's a spoiler, but like Gordon gets really good screen time in this movie. And no, like, that's not a spoiler. Yeah, Jeffrey Wright is great in this movie. It's nice to see Phenomenal Gordon playing passing. an active role. Yes, completely agree. Yeah, he plays an active role. Zoe Kravitz was great. Oh yeah. She has great chemistry, too, with Robert Pattinson. I mean, you could tell that alone from the pictures that they've been doing from photo shoots. It's like, this is like the two most beautiful people in the world right here when you see them. They're like, just, it's it's just not fair. Like, come on. Robert Pattinson calls that a Thursday. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I guess I exactly. go to a photo shoot today. Okay. He goes, he goes on Kimmel and his hair is all over the place. And I'm like, you look so cool. What yeah. the heck? I can't, I can't pull that off. <laughs> He's a cool dude and he knows it. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, and and I think with everything that's done in this movie, the runtime is justified because it means we don't have to rush anything, but it also means that every kind of story element gets wrapped up 
while leaving the possibility, obviously, for more movies, of course. But I think it's a very satisfying story because it's given the longer runtime. I agree. And also, like, the portrayal of Gotham City in this movie a lot. Like, you know, most of these movies, it's like, you know, oh, Gotham's just a bad, you know, everything's bad, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's usually how it always is. But, like, it's really bad in this movie. And it clearly shows just with, like, the levels that they go to and... I don't know. It just feels like it's going to, it leaves you for hope. It's like, there's always going to be those bad things, but Batman's going to be that symbol of hope. Yes. And change. Completely agree. So like, I'm excited to see, you know, these movie, what the arc is going to be, mm-hmm. you know, cause the Christian Bale movies were very much like, okay, Batman needs to stop. He needs to retire. He needs to prove himself and done, you know? And like these movies are going to focus about Robert Pattinson's growth and how he adjusts to being Batman and learning and, you know, respecting people in the way. So like, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I am. I am super excited too. I, 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 you know, you brought up all the comic book nods. There's lots of great nods that don't just feel like they're thrown in there for the sake of it, but actually lead into something in this, like, are actually um, important to the story, I should say, which mm-hmm. is great instead of just like, oh, we want to reference this character and we want to reference this one. No, they, everything that's in here is very deliberate. And it's very, very refreshing to to have a superhero movie that's adult without being like so so serious. It it it's not one of those kind of things where it's like you feel completely bleak behind it. Like this is it it's dark, but it, it does things like there's a good balance, I think. And I think when you have characters like Catwoman that can balance out some of the more serious story elements involving the Riddler. So it was nice to have that in there. It almost feels like a modern day film noir in some ways, a lot of character development, a lot of like good acting and stuff. And then, but the action scenes are also like incredible. Yeah. Very well choreographed. Batmobile looks freaking awesome this time. Like there's an amazing car chase scene, which you're going to love it. I'm telling you listener, just, just go see this movie. It's great. I, I, I really like how the world feels like it's like actually would be made by the characters that you're, you're, you're watching. So it's like the costumes actually feel like they would be made by those characters. Yeah. Like Robert Pattinson comes in with these giant boots. Yeah. Just like, oh, like you yeah. feel the presence. You're just like, I mean, we also saw it in an IMAX. So it was like, boom. yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. Oh my God. But like, All the little details really feel thought out from this. Yeah. And it's, it's also great too, because you know, everybody really brings their a game. I don't think there's anybody here who does a bad job. I think too, that like Michael Giacchino's score is fantastic, which, you know, is, is a tall order considering there was Danny Elfman and Hans Zimmer like that's, you know, that's not easy. It's not easy. I mean, but Michael Giacchino has been in the game for a very long time and he's a pro and I really like he's stuck with like a true classical score. I really don't think there's too many like, like there was industrial music that was really included in The Dark Knight, for example. I don't think any of that stuff is included. So there's almost a little bit of a timeless element to this. Yeah. And to your earlier point, and then I'm going to wrap up here because... I'm like this close to talking about spoilers (laughs) is some reviewer said this is like closer to a 
David Fincher's um, Seven than it is like your typical hmm. superhero movie. Yeah, I could see that. And and I think that's very accurate. And I think if you go in with that kind of mindset, you'll know that you have something different that's still true to the characters. Yeah, it's, you know, these, you know, you look at the Marvel movies, you look at the DC movies that are out, like they're all the same, mm-hmm. you know, like there's a bad guy. They fight him at the end. It's a giant CGI mess. Like this felt so grounded in that reality. There were no CGI monsters. They were like humans doing human things, you know? And it's just so refreshing to not have a giant CGI monster, you know? And you can see the passion and the, the talent and the creativity of the director in this. And it really shines. Yeah. There's a lot of great elements to this. And I think it's worthy of the praise. It was worthy of the weight. And I think, Hats off to Matt Reeves for really being able to have his vision be fully realized. Thankfully, yes. Warner Brothers supported that. And thankfully, the three-hour movie came out, too, because I just kind of feel like... Except for uh, Penguin smoking uh, cigarettes and cigars. Well, you know... You can't win them all, I guess, no, huh? you can't. You can't. Kids are still <laughs> going to watch it, so I get it. Um, yeah. Although, I'm, if I'm looking at Colin Farrell's face and he's holding a cigarette, that's not going to uh, entice me to a smoke, <laughs> let me tell you what. Yeah, yeah. A great cast, you could tell everybody's really behind it, and they're all really given great moments throughout. This, for me, and I'll, I'll give my rating. I know this is going to seem like really high off of a new movie, but I genuinely, wow. Okay, this is how excited I am. I dropped my phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh-oh, bad phone. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so, apologies. This movie, for me, is easily a 10 out of 10. I'm, I'm right there with you, honestly. It, it blew me away, and... I don't know, for people who just are tired of those general, you know, superhero movies, this is a great breath of fresh air. And it I is. think I think it's got something for everyone. You know, it's it may be a little long, but it doesn't wear out its welcome. No. Um oh, I, I know we didn't really get to talk about Paul Dano, but Paul Dano's great in it. Really creepy. Very creepy. They cast that very, very well. So yeah. I'm excited to see what they're gonna do next. Yeah, and I'm excited to talk about spoilers in a future episode, too. We'll, we'll yes. do a spoiler talk with our buddy CJ, who we've been doing the other Gotham cast episodes with. That's right. So next week, we're going to do Batman and Robin on mm-hmm. Wednesday. And then the following week, we're going to do our spoiler discussion of the Batman. The, the, uh, the Batman. The Batman. That way, give everyone enough time to see it, you know, read their theories and... I'm excited to see what internet culture does to this movie, and I'm sure we'll talk about that too. And I, it also gives me a chance to see it several more times. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, because I, I'm gonna see this movie at least I think three times. Not, even, not even kidding. It's a good amount. Yeah, yeah, maybe more. Hey, yeah. who knows? Why not? It's Batman, right? Batman. The rules are different. <laughs> I really like that voice. They, they, they got to hire you to do the next animated Batman movie. Oh, a dream. A dream. <laughs> I wish. Oh, man. Can, can you say, I'm Batman? I'm Batman. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> oh, good stuff, man. Oh, wow. All right. Well, hey. Like I said, I have to stop, and I can see the bad yeah, before we calling us. <laughs> that's right, before we start going to spoilers here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Commissioner, wee, wee, wee. Commissioner Gordon's trying to warn us from talking about spoilers. Whoa, whoa John, he's not commissioner yet. <laughs> this is true. This is very, very true. There's the one spoiler for you. There you go. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's the same in the comic books. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. 
anyways, well, thanks everyone for listening. We will be back next week with Batman and Robin, which will, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like how you kind of said that, like the announcer from SNL. <laughs> it's Batman and Robin. <laughs> Saturday Night Live. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're definitely going to put Robert Pattinson on SNL and they'll do a Batman sketch. I'm sure. Oh. I am sure. We're gonna need uh, we're gonna need Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson uh, on the show. Okay, who else? Uh, Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, let's have Zoe Kravitz appear. Colin Farrell. Uh, Jeffrey Wright. Um, why don't we get Vampire Weekend musical guest? Vampire Weekend. All right. Perfect. Oh, oh no! You know what they would do? Who? Musical guest, Foo Fighters, because <laughs> oh they God. use that Nirvana song, right? <laughs> David Grohl. Oh, that's right. Oh, we might have to have a separate podcast talking about David Grohl's book. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm reading it right now. I, I <laughs> yeah, I'm genuinely uh, let me, surprised let, to hear that you're reading it. Let me let me let me say it's called the Storyteller, but uh, he's not really telling many good stories yet. So <laughs> hopefully they pick up a little bit. <laughs> Dave Grohl, uh, you know, let's let's uh, pick up the pace here. I, I want to hear about Kurt Cobain and fun stuff, and I don't know, like he's met so many amazing people in his oh, life, yeah, of and like I just want to hear all these like crazy stories he has. Although I am, so right now I'm reading he's talking about being in this band called Scream, and he was drumming for them, and he quit school to join them, and he went on tour and started meeting all his idols. So it's wow. pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. So all it's right. like it's picking up. It's picking up. Good. Good. I'm I'm glad to hear it. All right, maybe that'll be a G4D book club. Ooh, G4D book club. That could be fun. G4B. (laughs) (laughs) Grounds for books. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I like that. As long as we don't put like a record scratch or something in there, like... (laughs) what what's this <laughs> you know play a different song <laughs> i hate it when movies do that oh oh, oh, oh i got gotcha. you you know what i'm saying yeah you do like i think the only movie that i can think of that does a good job of it is pulp fiction in the opening titles oh when it like transitions into jungle boogie yeah oh god what a great soundtrack <laughs> yeah what's up it's me steven right on the radio wait that was reservoir dogs never mind <laughs> that's all right i confuse them they all have feet <laughs> that's, that's their commonality <laughs> quentin loves those feet <laughs> i was not expecting that <laughs> either were you when you were watching pulp fiction they talk about feet for five minutes <laughs> And every other Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, man. Well, this is what we do here on G4D, a.k.a. Grounds for Discussion. Darkness. No, no parents. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of G4D. Grounds for Discussion with Adam and John. Stay up to date on future episodes and all our caffeine-induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username G4D underscore podcast. Drop us a line at G4DPodcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes, and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. 
may your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks.